<laughs> a king has no friends. A king has only followers and foe. Welcome to Should You Watch This with the Popcorn Priest, a weekly podcast where movie enthusiasts, ex-movie theater projectionists, as well as new and old friends take the time to talk about a movie that we just watched and answer the very question, should or shouldn't you watch this? I'm your host, Chris Compton. Let's get into our review and breakdown of The King from 2019. Do you feel a sense of achievement? In what regard? In any regard. Do you? A new chapter of my life has begun. Already I can feel the weight of this crown I wear. I've been forced to rely upon the counsel of men whose loyalty I question every waking moment. I need men around me I can trust. I'm here because you are my friend. King has enough friends. King has only followers and foe. But I will come with you. Joining me today is one of my best friends, Dan Sakulich, a.k.a. Sack Lunch. Back in the day, I used to work at Ultima Electronics, which unfortunately has gone the way of the dodo. I got into home theater gear whilst I was a salesman there, and Dan trained me in the art of the sale. Happy to have him on this week's breakdown of The King from 2019. What's up, Dan? Thanks for coming. Chris, I'm fired up to be on the pod, man. You should be, dude. This is going to be... It's going to be epic. I am. I'm in. The king. I, like, I'm, I'm all about it. Well, this was your pick, so we can thank you for this, whether this is good or bad. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll get into it. So some little details about the film. It's directed by David Machode. <laughs> and I'm sure, I'm sure that's exactly how you say it. <laughs> It's it's of course it is. It's M I C H and it has one of those like weird lines over the O. So I'm saying Machode. Uh top I'm, bill, I'm, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah Chode. I'm Chode. Chode. David Machode. <laughs> top build stars are Tom see, this is crazy. This is from IMDB, and they listed get this, they listed Tom Glynn, Carney, Gabor Sazip. And Tom Fisher as yeah. the top three. So obviously, the no. main character is that I don't know how to pronounce his name because it's like a French. His dad's French, the Timothy Chalamet or Chalamet. Chalamet. Yeah, yeah. So he's the main character, and ben he was Mendelsohn, yeah, Joe Edgerton. Yeah, dude. Timothy was listed like seventh on the list, but yeah, Ben Mendelsohn, uh, Sean Harris. A lot of these people are like. 
oh, there's that guy. I know that guy. Um, Sean right. Harris, Joel Edgerton. Did you also notice Brad Pitt has producing edits on this or credits on this? Oh, yeah, dude. He And what's interesting is the director, my main man, Machode, he directed, Chode. I think it's called like The Warriors or The Wars, something that has Brad Pitt as the star. And it was also Netflix joint, and he directed that, and I think that's where he got his connection and money from from the pit. Yeah. Um, we didn't mention Robert Pattinson and Lily Rose Depp, who is also Johnny Depp's daughter. She was in. She's the. It's got a good cat. Yeah, I mean. Uh, oh, and I and I failed to mention also that Joel Egerton has writing shares a writing credit with Machode. <laughs> I'm not gonna get used to saying that. Uh, let's see. Yeah, and like you said, Brad Pitt helped produce the movie, so that's pretty pretty dope. I don't know why I do this. For some reason, I love the the rating scale. It just I know a lot of people get pissed about it, but I like to look it up. It doesn't really affect whether I watch something or not, but it does inform sure. what I what I watch. So IMDb gives this a 7.2 out of 10 out of 191,000 reviews. Ron Tomatoes gives this a 71% from the critics and 83% from the rest of us. It's probably more in line with what we, why you picked it, because the audience loved this. Well, and I, I don't think that it, it's, it's like it doesn't have a gigantic budget, right? And I'm sure you'll talk about budget here in a second. Um, it's just one that I randomly stumbled across when you do what you do with Netflix, right? Yeah. Um, and I got into it, and, and I, I, we'll talk about my feelings on it, but it's one of those kind of ones that you just didn't hear much about. Yeah. Well, you mentioned the box office, so... There isn't real. Well, so I looked this up. They it had a a budget of twenty three million dollars, which is pretty. I mean, that's pretty big. And apparently, they released it only in South Korea and New Zealand, and it made one hundred twenty six thousand dollars in South Korea. And wait for it, New Zealand made two hundred seventy two dollars. I mean, I, I mean, obviously, this is made for Netflix, so that doesn't really matter. But I thought it was interesting. So, right. this premiered at the Venice Film Festival in August uh, before a th limited theatrical release. So, I guess they maybe wanted to have it in theaters so that they could go for. I know previously, before The Irishman was released, you had to Netflix had to release movies and theaters in order to be considered for awards. So that's probably why they did that. And obviously yeah. we mentioned it a bunch of times, but where to watch this for right now is exclusively on Netflix. If you have a subscription to Netflix. So, um, and that's where you should go see it. But before you do, let's get into the hottest, most talked about segment in podcasting should, or shouldn't you watch this? So here's my five reasons why you should watch this. Dan, I'm sure you're not going to agree with all of them, but you please add your reasons why you want to watch this. But this, these are my reasons. Number one, if you want to see a widely 
inaccurate film about King Henry V. This is for you. Number two, if you like the Henry... Oh, go, oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Let me jump in on number one. So just to be clear, you're saying if you want to see an inaccurate film... <laughs> yeah. On then you should see this. Is that what you're saying? Like, well, look, if, if you're going to this to prepare for Jeopardy or to do a book report, <laughs> it's probably, you're probably yeah. not going to do very well, right? Yeah. Well, to, to preface I, the... What the, movie is accurate? Well, true. But to preface this section, so I always say... It's kind of becoming a joke, at least to me personally, because I always say you should watch everything that I recommend, or at least that I review. But right. the opposite is true, right? If if I say, you know, reason number one is this is super inaccurate, and if that pisses you off, then don't you know don't see it, obviously. But but it's not yeah, accurate. It's probably not for you. Yeah, yeah. But it's not that doesn't. That doesn't detract from the movie. It's just when I started doing research about it, I was like, oh, man, none of this really happened the way any of the historical or even the play, Shakespeare's sure. play. It's like different. And I'll get into reasons why I think that's kind of cool. But Absolutely. that's reason number one. Right, go on with your five reasons. Okay. Number two, if you like the Henriad plays from Shakespeare and want to see a version that is not like the play, but elevated for modern times. This is for you. And number three, if you want to see Edward from the Twilight movies go full French crazy, it's a pretty crazy sight to behold. <laughs> this, I mean, he should have gotten nominated for an Oscar. He's awesome. He's great in this. For, for, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I think Robert Pattinson is actually a great actor. Yeah, it's unfortunate that he... Truthfully he got bogged down in the twilight series because there's been a multiple movies that I've reviewed on the show that he's in and he's, he's amazing, which I'm kind of looking Absolutely. forward to Batman because he's um, going to play. Yeah. Batman. Like it almost feels like it almost feels like I just hope that it doesn't go the way of Val Kilmer because Batman killed Val Kilmer's career. Yeah. Unfortunately, I mean, I did watch the trailer, and there's a couple of scenes with all the, uh, you know, the police brutality that's going on. That like, it's like, ooh, maybe, <laughs> maybe you should edit, edit that part out of the trailer. But anyway, yeah. so so there's Robert okay. Pattinson, number three, number four. If you want to see what might be one of the only historically accurate parts of this movie, the Battle of Agincourt, although there are. <laughs> It is kind of inaccurate in parts as well, but it was pretty exhilarating to watch that 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 lead up to that battle. And number five, if you don't care about all the aforementioned reasons and you can move beyond a fairly slow first half, this does redeem itself in the end. This is for you. So with that, let's get into the trivia and, and our basically our take on the movie. Unless you want to add to any reasons why you think people should watch this, this is the moment. No, like I, I think we'll, as, yeah, I, I think as we kind of talk about the film, you'll you'll hear a lot of my my reasons why I like the film and and, and why I, I chose the film. Okay, the two first things that I wanted to mention are just straight from the popcorn priest. Uh, and obviously, spoilers ahead if you really want to see this 
go watch it and then come back and listen to our review because we're going to talk about the whole movie. But dude, right off the get go, bro, the, the head chopping scene was so realistic and insane that I got sick to my stomach, bro. That was crazy. Like I thought, okay, they're going to, you know, it was a clean death, right? I mean, yeah, for sure. It, but, like they, I thought they were just going to cut away and and show you know some blood or the head pop off or whatever. But little, they like little splatter. They kept the frame. <laughs> the head chops oh, off. Yeah. It's insane. That was one of the craziest head decapitations that I can think of in in recent memory. The the other thing that I liked was, was I, I feel like the film did a decent job. Um, I think we've all wondered, like, how in the heck can people fight in all of that armor? And I, I think, like, especially in that first kind of duel, right, where mm. where they, they, they're just going at each other. Like, I, I feel like they did a good job of showing what it's actually like to fight in all of that armor. It was very clunky. It was not like a super cool fight scene or anything like that. It looked like two dudes in armor <laughs> were exhausted after 30 seconds of fighting. Yeah, and I think the way they achieved that was pulling back and showing, like, there wasn't a ton of tight, you know, crop shots. They pulled back, they show these guys all their, you know, movements. And you're right, it was pretty quick before someone lost their sword or they fell down and and they're just heaving for breath because it's instant. It would have, yeah, you're right. This is, this is the coolest depiction of, of, uh, armor fighting that I've seen. Cause it even references it like toward the, at the, at the end when they're all in that pit and, yeah. and they, they kind of pan away from it. Like it just looks like, is at a nine inch nails concert, you know, Yeah, it's just chaos. Yeah. Well, to give the listeners some, some perspective. So the William Shakespeare's famed Henry Ed plays loosely based on the events that took place during the 15th century spanned from Richard the second to Henry the fourth parts one and two and Henry the fifth and the king this movie is based on the latter two plays so that's where they pull the reference materials from those two plays right and and ben mendelson plays the the, the original king yeah king henry the fourth right because yeah right because hal becomes yeah henry the fifth five yeah yeah and so he becomes ill there's some some additional kind of build up of characters and and whatnot. There's a brother that ends up dying unfortunately, and Hal's forced into becoming king. Yeah, and and then and then fake news. Like mm-hmm. if you want to talk about kind of making it modern, fake yeah. news all over the place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The other thing that I wanted to draw attention to right from the get go is that trebuchet scene both equally at uh at night and during the day especially at night 
by far my favorite scene of the movie is is that trebuchet scene. It's so rad, dude. And I have that noted here. That that's something that I I also loved. And I think that it was also great that they referenced like this is going to take maybe months of us just barraging them with the trebuchet mm. for for days and weeks and months. It's not, hey, I'm going to come and ram down your door yeah. and sack your city in, in you know, 24 hours. They're literally sending a barrage for weeks and weeks, and they even reference, this could take months. I'm going to barrage them for months until they surrender. Yeah. It was uh, another so thing cool. that that I found interesting that was close to that part was not not to bring like the the church how the church shows up and he says I I underwrote this campaign so oh, yeah the the church the guy is with the crazy list these types of things yeah <laughs> uh, I was the one that comes here so it's like, dude, how did you become in power? How is not everyone laughing at you every time you come into court and start talking? Uh, so hilarious. I know. And he was trying to, to talk about like stretching these laws and saying illegitimate. Mm. And, and I think if, even at the end, they talk about illegitimacy of, of kingdom and, and king and so on and so on. So do you want to get into some of the, I only, I have a few inaccuracies that I think are pretty big that I, and, and the reason why I'm bringing it up is because I, I like the movie for the reason why they made changes, not only to the play and to the, uh, historical changes because number sure. one, Hal in 1417 was a tw uh, 20, 20 year old. He sentenced John Oldcastle, who is based on the his buddy. What's his name? Um, Sir the, John. Sir John. Yeah, that that uh, Joel Edger Edgerton, Edger Edgerton plays, <laughs> and uh, he he sentences him to death, and Oldcastle was burned at the stake. So in this movie, you know Henry is like kind of known for his decades long friendships, he should probably be better known for killing his friends. And he also turned on his old friend, Henry Percy as well. So it's like <laughs> that I, I like the movie better for not portraying him as such an a-hole. Cause that's basically what he did. He just killed all of his friends. Yeah. I'd look as, as a King, especially back then. And, and it, you see it in the movie mm -hmm. where, you just, you don't know who you can trust. And so many people are whispering in your ear. Mm -hmm. God, I, I don't know how, how you don't end up just killing everybody. Well, yeah. I mean, the, what, and the other thing too, about his glory. So I'm glad that the movie stopped where it did because he successfully won, won the admiration of noblemen and the public alike. It's good that the King ended where it did. Who would want to see a movie in which Henry two years later dies of dysentery? Uh, and then Henry's one-year-old son, Henry the sixth, 
was crowned king of England and France, but Henry's father legend burned so brightly that he never had a chance to outshine him, the, the son, his one-year-old son who became king after he died of dysentery. So I'm glad that the, the movie sh shines this cool light and then stops right where it did because the rest would have sucked. Yeah, and look, dysentery is still something that can bite you if you go visit California. <laughs> Bro, so I was reading about this and so many people died of dysentery. So did freaking, I don't know how to say it, the Dal Dalphine, the, the uh, Robert Pattinson's character, he also died of dysentery. Yeah. He wasn't even he wasn't even there at the Battle of Agincourt in, in real life, but in the movie he's placed there for dramatic effect. So he probably sure. died and, of dysentery. Also, we'll talk more about Robert Pattinson. But get back to your what else is inaccurate? Uh, so that's inaccurate. Let's see the scar on. This is one thing that was accurate. The scar on well, it's. To a double-edged sword, no pun intended. The scar on Henry's cheek is historically accurate. The real Henry V was struck in the face by an arrow at the Battle of Shrewsbury in 1403 when he was 16 years old. In the movie, it's the scene in which Henry fights Percy Hotspur. The arrow was removed, but it left a permanent scar. Some crazy doctor was able to save his life after he'd been shot in the face. So that scar, although... It's accurate that he had it. Is they put it on there for a different reason. Sure. Also, I learned that when he requests that tr uh, treasure chest or the chest or whatever sent back to France, the one that was sent to him with the the like little kids play play ball in it, and he sends yeah. it back and he's like, "Fill this up with gunstones." I was like, I don't know who that is, my man. I had to look it up. It's it's cannonballs. So it was basically an FU, really? F -U to them. Like, hey, you sent me this ball. I'm going to send you basically bullets. So I learned a new word. Huh. Thanks. Thanks, Dan. I, I think that he should have maybe filled it up with sack toys or something like that and sent it back. I mean, Gunstones is pretty baller. It's like sending somebody like a, a bullet. Like in John Wick or something, where it's like, "Hey, this has got your name. This has got your name on it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. that is that is pretty bother. Any other? Those are my only inaccuracies that I that I wanted to bring up. There's a ton more, but I don't. I'm not like a neck beard, and I don't really care. But those I thought were. <laughs> I'm gonna get it. Like if you're gonna compare this to like any sort of. The encyclopedia.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com
to watch a movie. What do you mean, like actors or like what type of no, movie? No, 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 no. Food. Food? food. Food. Oh, food. Yeah. Oh, bro, we could we could do twenty minute take on this, my man. Like. Yeah, but you just got one. Well, one. Well, maybe you're on death row, oh. and and you're, this is your last popcorn meal. Oh, your bro. last movie theater meal. What is it? I love this. Is this is a? If you don't haven't heard of this, this is this is a freaking like hot take. So you you get the popcorn from the theater because it's delicious and buttery and salty and everything. Amazing. You, you get and you you have to smuggle this in because most theaters don't have this. You get teriyaki jerky the soft kind and then you break okay. chunks off of that into the popcorn there there that's that's all i need i mean i'd love to have a soda you said i only have one thing but that that no, I, no, no, no. you like you like whatever it is like it, what's your what's your what's your flavor of soda popcorn what's your candy like what is what is your your meal what's the ensemble well, we again, we can go down a dark rabbit hole because I think there's a conspiracy theory out there of why freaking grape <laughs> mellow yellow has been removed from the Coke freestyles. I don't understand, bro. Like, I used mellow to... Mellow yellow? Dude, at the... You know how many people that are going to listen to this? Like, I guarantee... 99.9% of the people are going to go mellow yellow. Bro, what are you even talking about? I can't. No, no theater has Mountain Dew products or Pepsi products. So I have to go with. I, I love Mountain Dew. So the only alternative I have is. I know you love a, the Dew. Is a Coke, is a Coke product, which is mellow yellow. And they, and they have it in the freestyle, which is those, you know, cool Robotronic. You can press and add flavors and stuff to your soda. Well, they used to have mellow yellow, and you could hit that grape shot and get that grape in there, and it's been removed from all freaking Coke freestyles. And I, I can't freaking figure it out. Like, why? What? <laughs> mellow yellow must have been a Trump supporter. Uh, I don't know, dude, because it got canceled, bro. <laughs> freaking mellow yellow grape got canceled. So you know how? Okay, this is a pro tip. If you got the freestyle and you want mellow yellow grape. You go, you get the Fanta grape, and you do one third Fanta grape. Then the rest hit that with the mellow yellow, and you still got grape mellow yellow. I just wish I I didn't have okay. to press two buttons. Like I just gave me one button, grape mellow yellow, and I got my meat meat popcorn, and we're we're good to go. Well, yeah, because sometimes you're running a little bit late, and you don't want to miss trailers, and yeah, you got to yeah. hit two buttons. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, no one has to, no one wants to wait for like a, a full a philly cheese steak if you're running late like you got to get in oh. there bro no like look my go-to is cherry coke cherry coke's good. popcorn with butter yeah and peanut m&m's peanut m&m's is, that's my go-to that's that's a good that's a strong you're coming in hot that's that's good that's strong, right that's yeah. a strong pick yeah like it's all reliable really too anyway yeah. um i digress we, we can get back to the king yeah okay so back to the king you're welcome everybody for that by the way and thank yeah, you for bringing absolutely. that up that's that's dope um did you know that both depp depp's daughter and chalamet chalamet speak french mm -hmm. fluently mm -hmm. 
in real life. Well, and did you also see the Super Bowl commercial where Timothy Chalamet played Edward Scissorhands, which was the death character? Oh, bro, I must have missed that commercial. Oh, gosh, you've got to watch it. It's actually, it's a Chrysler commercial, and it's hands-free. So, like, <laughs> it kind of makes sense, right? It's, so, it's money, though. Like, it's actually really funny commercials, and so you should absolutely watch that. Okay. Um, well, his, what, his, so what about what about I, I was going to segue over to Pattinson. Okay, I now. got I got a couple Pattinson things. Well, I, I'm I'm curious what I knew that you had some Pattinson things, so I, I definitely want to hear what they are. Well, Timothy Chalamet said that his funniest memory from filming was seeing Robert Pattinson vaping on set in full armor and makeup. <laughs> Uh, just I, I, seeing that picture in my head sounds amazing. Just seeing him like vaping. It's like whenever I see like like videos or pics of uh, uh, what's his name Leonardo DiCaprio because he's always vaping everywhere, and so it's that's kind of funny. I think what did you think of his performance? Oh, bro! Like every time I I see this guy in anything, it's like freaking cool, dude. He's so good. Have you seen uh, the Safty Brothers? Tenet. Oh well, there's another one, Tenet. Yeah. Have you seen Good Time from the Safty Brothers? No, I, I have not. But I did. There's a movie called The Devil All the Time, which is like just it's kind of a disturbing movie, but a lot of great disturbing. actors in that as well. Yeah, it's it's not a feel good. Let's just say that. Like you're you're not going to walk out of there. You you don't want to. You're probably going to want to shower after you watch it. You don't want to like after a hard week's work on Friday night and ch- sit down into a relaxing yeah. devil all the time. Is that what you're saying? No, and my yeah, like if if you just had a breakup and you wanted to just dive into some ice cream and watch a movie, the devil all the time's not it. Ew. No, but Pattinson was great in that. He, he was absolutely great. I still haven't seen Tenet, um, but but like I, I just think that he's super talented. Now Timothy Chalamet, uh, for a young actor as well, I think is just amazing. Yeah. I, I think that he's got a bright, bright, bright future. Well, shameless plug, our we have a podcast where we break down Tenet and. I I don't actually recommend this all the time because we do spoilers on the show, but you should go, you should watch or listen to the Tenet podcast and and then go to the movie because it's 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 a doozy, dude. It's it's like I didn't get a lot of, I didn't understand a lot of what was going on. It's, right, it's definitely one that I, that I want to see. And, and look, with Pattinson in this, he's got to do a French accent and. Like and he's he's the antagonist, right? And yeah. I feel like he did a great job in being that antagonist. Yeah, there was just some great parts where the dialogue was, you know, he's he's, he's being that antagonist and Edgerton again, spoiler, Edgerton kind of yawned, and I just I thought it was absolutely great. And then again, talking about how clunky you are, there's there's a scene there. Where, Pattinson just falls all over himself in the armor, and again, I, I think that it's so much truer to form, the real or, form. 
Bro, I, I read about that scene and they he had a stunt double do the scene and uh, at, right after the take that he did it. So he did it first in the armor and then they filmed the stunt double do it and the director liked how he, you know, how clumsy everything was. And so they left the, the, the scene that Robert Pattinson filmed. His take is in, is in the movie. Which is so I, cool. I think that that yeah he was again he wasn't on screen for more than than five minutes total but I, I think that you felt like he had a bigger impact on the movie than he actually he actually did yeah. um, the, the other thing that I wanted to talk about because this is a difficult thing to do is the the speech where where he, he gets all the Timothy Chalamet's King Henry character gives this grandiose speech that's a difficult thing as an actor to do because there's been so many like you talk about like brave heart oh yeah you, you know the like the last samurai had some some speeches and things like that we're kind of talking about epics and so the speech is difficult to live up to and as a young actor that comes through I, like i love the speech yeah. If, if if anybody just doesn't want to watch the movie, watch just the speech. It's it's like a it's it's as if any given Sunday and Braveheart speeches had a baby. That <laughs> that's, that's the speech in this movie. Yeah, it's it's really good. I mean, and I, I, this is kind of might dovetail into my popcorn beefs, but like he he pulls it off and he's pretty young. I don't know how young he is or how young he's supposed to be in the movie. Obviously he, he was young ish, but in, in real life he was supposed to be 27, but, but that spe specific scene alone, he does pull it off. Cause other, I'm just going to get into it. Like, dude, I have a hard time with all these young actors. I don't know why I just want, I want some old dudes, older dudes playing these king roles. Yeah. But yeah, it is what it is. I mean, like I said, he was 27 when his father died in the re in real in the historical record. Um, but I wish he was a little older, but he did pull that, that speech off for as young as he is. Yeah. He's a great actor. I, I thought he was, I thought he was great. And then, Okay. Here's, here's one of my beasts, and it's going to be a weird beast because I, I, I think everybody loves beauty, right? Mm. But why in the movie is every single princess hot? Like, what, why is it never a woman with a thyroid problem? <laughs> that makes it a little heavy. You or, know what I mean? Or has like a goiter <laughs> or what, you know, all the crazy <laughs> yeah. ailments that they probably had in the eighth whatever 17th century like like how do they have perfect teeth all the time come oh, on bro their teeth they might have had like six teeth their teeth are probably horrible like yeah dude you're that's a that's a good that's good <laughs> just one like like i want to see the princess just be a little brutal i'd be cool with it like i would be i support it or at 100%. the very least like when they bring in the French princesses, like ladies in waiting or whatever they're called, all of them are hot as well. It's like you, there's going to be a couple in there that are 
are, you know, not great. Like they can't all be good. <laughs> the probability is very good that one or two of them look a little beat. Yeah. And you, question. and you, sh- I, I mean, as a princess, I would want a few, you know, rough, rough around the edges around me. So that man, I look better. <laughs> yeah, absolutely right. If you're a seven, you gotta you gotta surround yourself with like a bunch of fours and fives. Fours and fives, and man. You look like a ten. Fours and fives, and then you're you bump up a two uh, two notches immediately. <laughs> oh man! All right, I yeah. I got a couple other beefs. Do you have any beefs? More beefs? No, no, I don't. That's it. No, that you only had okay. one beef. That's crazy. I, I have a, I have a couple more. So maybe you can help me with this because I'm not sure if it's the mo- the movie or the director or the script wanted it this way, but the assassin is kind of a pivotal like piece of the puzzle yeah. in this film, and I feel yeah. like it was so vague. Like all of a sudden, I, I swear, I, I don't like having my phone out or I'm not like, there's a lot of millennials who, sorry, whoever's listening, you guys can't focus. Like, I love to just watch the movie. I like put all the distractions away. And I, dude, did I miss something? The assassin just all of a sudden, we're just talking about it. Is that, was that on purpose or did I miss a scene where he like is found in the street? I, I, I no. missed that, dude. No, because again, like he, it was, it was brought from within, and like I think that they could have done a little bit better job with it, but but they also got his cousin involved, and and I don't think they they developed that part of it enough. Yeah. But I don't think they had time. I, I don't think they had enough time to um, to to really develop that. But but they should have. Because think, that was very pivotal. Give me, That's the whole reason the war started. Yeah, give me, give me like, I don't know, six minute scene of this, this uh, someone in a cloak or in the shadows, like doing some exchange where we don't know exactly who it is. But we might, okay, it might be you know, skinny pants McGee or whoever that guy is that was the skinny guy. Like maybe we're like, oh, it might be him, and maybe he's maybe he's the guy that's bringing in the assassin, and then we find out later. But like, yeah, that was that was rough for me. Yeah, I agree. And then my last beef. What what's your last beef? Okay, my last beef, and this has a little bit of head beef in it. Is the head <laughs> the head stab at the end? Bro, yeah, I can't. I for one first thing is I can't handle stabs in movies. I don't. I can do all kinds of gore and anything else that's happening. If somebody's getting stabbed, it's too much. And this one, bro, r- bro, right, gah, right in the back of the head. It was. It was. It sounded like the knife hit bone too. Like oh. it, it sounded like it bottomed out. Uh, you mean his nose bone? Because it went all the way through, man. It was so great. Yeah, it was brutal. Whew. I mean, had to be done, man. I mean, yeah. Had to be done. We got to get rid of everybody, essentially. So, your <laughs> first. I did like yeah. that scene, though. Like, 
him telling him to stay up on the stool and like knowing that he's kind of kind of crippled and like no bro you're you you're got to answer for this you're in trouble buddy yeah yeah you're in trouble and, and i'm gonna make you sad no it was good yeah. it was really good any other like any other things you want to talk about about the movie that that we missed before we give our like final rating no, I, I, I think that, that we, we covered it. I, I think the, the only other thing that, that I would say, and this isn't necessarily about the movie, but movies in general, is that when it comes to movies, and I, the only reason why I want to say this now is because of all the stuff that's going on with like Gina Carano getting canceled and, oh, and things like that. Yeah. I think it's important to, to understand that what movies represent for, for most of us, where else in, in, in our lives can we go for two hours, mm-hmm. become a hero, yeah. be a villain, live an entire life, have your heart broken, find vindication, yeah. fall in love, all those emotions, live a lifetime in two, two and a half hours, and walk away from that clean. And yeah. even times, walk away from that inspired. So I think that it's important for us to keep context on yeah. on what these actors are, and and I don't think that they should use their their platform for anything other than promotion of of their movies. Yeah. To be honest with you, yeah. um, because you know, look, Tom Cruise can jump on a couch, and I hear all the time. I don't, I don't like Tom Cruise. And I said, well, you, you don't know Tom Cruise. Yeah. And I dare you to tell me other than Vanilla Sky, a bad movie that he's ever had. You can't do it. Bro. So uh, I, I just think that it's important for us to take movies for, for what they are and recognize how wonderful they are as well. Yes. So I'll, I'll get off my soapbox now. No. And, and you can, you can give your, your thumbs up or thumbs down. What is it? Half bucket, full bucket? No, I got a five a five scale uh, rating. So, but I'll, I'll tell. You, I, okay. I want to touch on what you just said because number one, all you actors, just if you got a sweet gig, please stay off the twitters for until we get all please. of your scenes filmed. And then number two, if someone says something dumb. I mean, like you said, like, let's cut him some slack. We, like, I want, and I know he's 74 years old, but I want Sly Stallone to keep roiding as, 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 tell he's, absolutely. I, I want him doing whatever he's doing to keep giving me what he's giving me until he, he gives up the ghost. Like, I, I just, that's, I don't, I don't care what they're doing. I don't care that Arnold Schwarzenegger has donkeys in his, kitchen like who cares i don't care yeah i don't need to know that yeah yeah, yeah. i just want him to i just love to hang out and watch a movie and, and, and escape yeah so i agree with you 100 percent. like let's just enjoy this cool format that allows us to forget about covid19 or a breakup or yeah or whatever it is and we just get to sit down and enjoy and that and that's why like i'm not going to give this a golden bucket but I, I give it, I'm going to give it a, a large bucket just because if people know going into it, it's a little slow at first. I think that adds to that build of the last, you know, third act of the movie. So 
I think it's really Correct. good and people should go see it, but you, you gotta, you gotta power through a little bit of it in order to get to the, to the end. Cause that, yeah, you gotta tell the story. Yeah. I, I, I do feel like they could have had, I guess they did. They had a couple of sword fight scenes and a little bit of action in the mm-hmm. first, but yeah. What, what about you? So, so mine, mine's out of four. So four out of five, it goes golden bucket, large, medium, small, and then like a burning, you know, pile of popcorn. Well, I, I would go with some, a large, I would give it a four out of, out of five. Okay. I, I can't give it a, a, a five out of five. Um, I thought it was a great movie. Yeah. Uh, and I think that it's absolutely one that you should watch. It's on Netflix. Sometimes it's difficult to find good movies on Netflix because you've seen so many of them and, and they also have so many series and just obscure things in there now. Yeah. Um, and so the, this is one that you really can kind of wade through all of that and, and enjoy. So I'd give it a, 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 a large size bucket for sure. Yeah, there we go. We, we agreed. That's awesome. I thought, I thought going into this, I was going to hate on it so much that maybe you thought I didn't like it, but it's pretty, it's pretty good. I liked it. It's good. Well, it's good. any last parting thoughts? Um, I really enjoyed being on the pod, man. Yeah, I hope like, I, I hope we can I, have you back. I, I love that you're living. I love that you're living your dream, and um, I I just hope that that people listening to this really really realize that that you're somebody that has passion about all this, and um, just enjoy being and doing this with you, man. Being well, on the pod. I'm glad that we could have Dan on the pod from all the way from Brazil. It's cool. The technology we have and, uh, hit me up on the Twitters or the instas. If you want to interact with the great popcorn priest at popcorn priest, I respond to every tweet, post comment, hashtag, and whatever else there is. And let us know if there's something you'd like us to review. Also, if you enjoyed this or any of our previous episodes, please subscribe. So you can get uh, notifications of our newest episodes. Much appreciated. Next week, if you want to be ready for our newest breakdown, we will be reviewing, drum roll, I'm actually not sure yet, to be honest. <laughs> so I don't know. It'll be a surprise. <laughs> As always, thanks for listening. This has been Should You Watch This with the Popcorn Priest. And for Dan, Sack Lunch, thank you for joining us. We'll see you guys next week.